It's 9pm, on a cold Tuesday in January. In a small student kitchen in the east end of London, three of us sit around a cluttered table that's been haphazardly shoved in a corner. I just want to be a farmer when I'm older, honestly. That's Oscar. He's a first-year international relations student, and if you ask him nicely, he'll do a mean Obama impression for you. He grew up in a lot of places around the UK, but his family's originally from Nepal. You want what? That's me, as you can probably tell. I live with Oscar in the flat, and I'm really sorry about this, but I'll try to keep the interruptions to a minimum. And that's Asim. He studies geography and lives with us. His parents are originally from Nepal as well, but he grew up in Swindon, and he wanted me to mention to you that he's a roadman, whatever that means. Back in Nepal, or would you want to start from here? I'd want to be back in Nepal. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really want to go here. back? I was thinking maybe start one here, mm-hmm. and then open one there, and then like open some small. What kind of like is it like my own business? That's not, that's not a farmer. That's an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Like farming and entrepreneur. Because I want my own business as well. It's not my own business. It's like a small family business for like pocket money, not for like massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like Oscar's more nepeased. Why? Huh? This is the way you are. You're, you're more nepeased than most of my friends. This is the way you are. But everyone calls me like, I'm like, oh, you're so, you know, like poor. Because I went to like boarding school as well. You know? You're more nepeased than me. I didn't know. I just like, I learn, I try to learn about Nepal as much as I can. That's, that's what I I try to learn culture. You gotta know who you are. You gotta yeah. you gotta look in the past. You gotta look at your, for your identity. It's literally looking for your identity. Because yeah. I feel like, because me and him, we have similar backgrounds. We were we were Nepalese ethnically, yeah. mm-hmm. but we're nationally we're British. Both? Do you yeah. not have Nepalese passports? I was born here. Yeah. We were both born here. Yeah. So you don't yeah. have Nepalese citizenship. No. Well, this is so this uh, thing like called Nagrita. 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 Have you made one? I haven't made one. You know, this is a story. Yeah. We went to go make a Nagrita, and then you have to be like a Nepalese citizen mm-hmm. to get it. And like, we we bribed the school, and they gave me a certificate saying I've been in the school since like year six. Yeah. <laughs> they gave me a whole certificate. <laughs> I had that. Yeah. My dad made me take my glasses off because you know it looked really like yeah. expensive. Yeah. Cut <laughs> my hair, yeah. and then they gave me a really old uh, like T-shirt. And then, yeah, and then I was winning, so and like my dad was like speaking, and then he just told the guy like, oh, he paid the past year six, he can't really write properly and stuff. Yeah. And then my dad was like. I, I work in Dubai yeah. as like in construction. Yeah. I'm just gonna take him, like, cause I was eighteen. And it was like, yeah. I'm like, he's eighteen now. I'm gonna take him to Dubai and work with me. And like, uh, and I, I they made me sign my signature thing. <laughs> I, I can't write. Yeah. In Nepalese. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, I can't. So I was like, I, I don't know what my dad did. Just walked away and I'm around with that. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm is like, it like a right of return? It's like with that you can buy land in Nepal. Yeah. Oh, so you need yeah. to be a citizen to buy land. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Can if you got that, you get that's like proof that you're Nepalese. Yeah. Literally, that's what it is. Does that mean that like corporations can't buy land in Nepal? Uh, uh, if you have money, you can do anything. Yeah. If you have money, <laughs> but for normal bystander, yeah. bystanders, like, that's, it's like that's I couldn't buy land in Nepal. Unless you had a lot of money. I don't. You probably could. Somehow, we get dragged off the technicalities of land acquisition and start talking about uncles in the Nepalese community. The thing I don't like about Nepalese like, community and stuff yeah. is how like 
there's so many uncles yeah. that like hidden like not Peter's but like they're like proper creeps, you know? Oh, yeah. My my female friends. Yeah. And even one of my own family members like she like the female ones, they were like told me stories mm-hmm. of like creepy uncles. Mm-hmm. And like it just opens my eye like I'm yeah, like, young man, auntie, like man, yeah, like, yeah, but, like that story I told you about the DI. But I don't think he's like, he does anything because he's got doors. No, but some of the uncles, the stories I've heard, like yeah. the uncles actually do yeah. stuff mm. when they're like young. Oh shit! Yeah. So it's like it's like really, and then think like I'll be talking to uncle, and then it's like you never know what he is or what he thinks. Or like, it's yeah. like it's weird. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's that. It's that. The, the war, it's like messed them up. Okay. Afghan war. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> messed up the psyche. But then I guess it happens in Nepal as well. You hear a lot of bad stories. Do like you think that that's like, that like the constant military engagement is bad for the community? Or uh, do you think it's like. The army is such. It's like a ingrained. The whole yeah. Nepalese society in general yeah. is like the army yeah. is army. Like. They're from Gurkha. Because that's. The yeah. Gurkhas are the. F- no, I don't know if they were the first, but probably one of the first, like, Nepalese yeah. to settle mm-hmm. in the UK. Otherwise, there was no other means unless you were really rich. So yeah. Unless you were, like, a high caste, mm-hmm. but, like, low caste, like, Guru Mahavas. So, the Gurkhas helped the British keep order? Yeah. In, oh, in India. In the India. The Gurkhas fought the Japanese in Burma, they fought yeah. in Africa, they fought everywhere. They fought on the... Is there, like, the resentment yeah. in, like, yeah. India specifically? For like oh, that role in colonialism. There's a lot yeah. of hate between. There's a lot of like really? hate yeah. between Nepali, Nepal and India. And India, India does not like Nepal, and Nepal does not like India. Yeah. And I can understand why India doesn't like Nepal. Mm-hmm. And then Nepal doesn't like India because yeah. Yeah. But I find it understandable why India doesn't because of like the whole Gurkha thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can kind of see. It. But then they, but now Indian, the Indian army still. Recruit Gurkhas. Yeah. Really? So I guess that kind of that's like uh, that's being like hypocritical. That's more like uh, that doesn't make sense. They kind of contradict, mm-hmm. just contradict to themselves. Because mm. the Indian, yeah, because the Indian Army is really powerful as well. You're still in the cadets or the what is it? The reserves? No, he's it's like OTC. Yeah. OTC. Yeah, what does that mean? This is University Officer Training Corps. <laughs> that's what it is. Is this is the you recruit uni students? And uh, you used to be in the cadets. I, I, I used, used to be in cadets, yeah. yeah. Do you feel like people joined for the right reasons? Well, the army? Yeah. Nepalese people? Uh, uh, I mean, that's either. That's a question, I think. Yeah, I feel like Nepalese people joined because... for opportunity. That's not... No, I, I just feel like it's in our blood to be like... Uh, also, that. To did want you, to become Did you feel like pressure from your parents to join? No, uh, you don't... Uh, I, mean, I don't know about her is, but mine, no. Yeah, like, Why didn't pressure me mm-hmm. I guess there's like this tradition, but yeah. that's not pressure, but they encourage you. They're like, hey, like you should join army, it's good mm-hmm. and all that. A lot of uh, relatives encourage it. Um, it's more like my, it's more like the elders who. Mm-hmm. Like my parents are like, uh, my mom doesn't like it. Idea. Really. Obviously, because like. Right, she doesn't want you to be hurt. Yeah. Like, she's like. Oh, you want any son? Why would you want to? something happens. So I guess there's that. Yeah. yeah. My dad's like, oh, does, doesn't uh-huh. mind about it. That noise is Ashish coming in. He's also Nepalese by descent, but unlike the others, he lives in Boston, where he studies biology usually, 
and he's only in our flat in London for the semester. What do you think about the army? Uh, in the American Nepalese community, I guess? American. Like how, how big of a role does it play? It, it doesn't really play that big of a role, but I think there's two perspectives I have. Like one from a Nepalese perspective mm-hmm. in terms of like I have my like many uncles and aunt my many uncles in the yeah. army. My grandfather was in the, army, in the British army. Yeah. My dad was also in the Nepalese army. Yeah. And like a lot of some of my other uncles were in the Nepalese army. So I have that perspective, and I have the perspective of going to a public high school where army was the choice for people who weren't going to college. I I think I I, I didn't raise this point here, but I remember talking about this before. I don't know where, but the massive difference in like how you view someone who goes to the army mm-hmm. because in America at least there's a big like oh you respect them oh they're yeah. veterans shake oh, their hands yeah they're like congratulate thank you, you for your thank service. you mm-hmm. you say all these things while like in Nepalese culture at least in like Guru culture it's like you go to the army you're like yeah that's expected almost like yeah. it's like it's normal <laughs> yeah. no one thanks you yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like no one thanks you in fact there's competition to go to the army yeah, like yeah, something like the so Gurkha from Nepal, like mm-hmm. if you're a hundred thousand go to get recruited and mm-hmm. it goes down to two hundred. Two hundred from a hundred thousand. Right. And my so cousin got in. That's why they're like like If you get in, is it like a big deal for your family? It's like very it's a huge deal. Really? Like the whole like area. <laughs> but basically your family's like, sword. Yeah. Really? So like there's that stark difference from a yeah. developing versus developed like perspective to mm-hmm. that you have to take into account where it's like people who don't have any options going to the army where other versus the best option is to go into the army. Because I feel like alcohol addiction is like a huge problem. Yeah. You once described that to me as like a a, a, um, PTSD thing. PTSD? That's what you were talking about once. That might be true because like there is a lot Well like it's I think mental health is definitely a subject that's very taboo Taboo it's, it is taboo yeah. in every mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. and so therefore like you use other blanket terms mm-hmm. such as alcoholism or mm-hmm. like oh he's just a cranky old dude mm-hmm. to like it's just because it's just you don't think like mental health is the problem mm-hmm. it actually might be the root problem mm-hmm. for a lot of things but I think you guys have like a very biased look because a lot of Nepalese people in the UK are Gurkhas yeah. are soldiers and therefore like that sample size is very like biased because yeah, of yeah, having that's one contributing factor yeah. to one thing mm-hmm. I was also saying like, like literally I think every like, most Nepalese kids all their parents like, dads probably yeah. the Gurkha mm-hmm. ex yeah. it's very rare with them like, when you live in the UK I wouldn't have I would have one friend yeah. that his dad is, wasn't a Gurkha Really? Yeah, it's just one. Yeah. Wow. All my friends are. Yeah. That's my old Nepalese friend, everything. Like, girls, boys, all of them. Dads were Gurkha. <laughs> so it's quite like a niche. <laughs> like, yeah. Niche, like, kind of. It's like place. a community inside a community. Yeah. It's bad and good. Most, I guess it's most of us. Like, because you don't, like. Like you said, like she said, you don't have other perspectives. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's why it's interesting when we interact <laughs> like because we, we grew up in different communities mm-hmm. even though we have like similar upbringing but then do you feel like, like automatically connected to Asim? 
I hugged him. And, uh, and yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'd feel that way if I met like, yeah. like when I saw that like Freya and and Monica were American, I yeah. didn't automatically feel like yeah. Freya and Monica were two other American flatmates. I don't know. Maybe Connected. I think, I think it's because like there's like and this we learn. Sorry to interrupt. For that. No, 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 it's alright. This we learn like uh, the individualistic versus group societies mm-hmm. are like personalities that form in Western versus Eastern mm-hmm. cultures. Mm-hmm. So I have to take it. Ashish gets a call at this point. Don't worry, he'll be back. Yeah. I don't know if this is bad yet mm-hmm. because of the upbringing I have had. I immediately think if I see a white person, yeah, that's mm-hmm. like a bit older. My first thing is they're racist. <laughs> I think it's because of the Because yeah, like where we go, there's a lot of racism. I mean, uh, what in I'm, Swindon? Yeah. Like yeah, no, I said in 2005. Yeah. When we first moved in, within a year, like we moved houses in 2006. Within a year moving. There. Yeah. Why? Because that house was in ours. It was because oh, like, right. he was just came. Yeah, they'll be like white kids, like mm. stomping on the fence, like knocking. We, they even knocked it down, we had to call the police. Really? Yeah, and like, more of my cousins, they would throw stones at the windows. There's like loads of like incidents. Mm. When I was a kid. Yeah. To a point, I feel like it's just like... It's ingrained. It's ingrained in yeah. me. Like. Yeah. It was, I mean, like, when I was a kid, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that I was like, people were being racist to me. Do you remember I told you that story? Yeah. About being captured. <laughs> It's like when I'm a kid, because I, I, before I went to private school, I went to this really, really, like, like deprived public school, and I was, like, what, five, six years old, mm-hmm. and me and my best, like, childhood best friend, like, we were just playing background, and then they used to, like, like literally, like, gypsies even used to go to that school, mm-hmm. they used to, like, you know, people who lived in caravans yeah. and send their kids, and then there was this one kid, like, who was, like, a gypsy, he just went up to me, and like, I don't know why, he just went, go away, you packy, and... I was like, because uh, I was. Those are the wrong region. Like very completely, simple. yeah. I was very simple minded. I was like, no, 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 I'm not from Pakistan. I'm from Nepal. Actually. Oh, Oscar. <laughs> and then the counter was like, you idiot. He's being racist to you. Yeah. <laughs> and then the the teacher heard as well. And the yeah. teacher like told me and him to come. I was like, I was like, oh, he didn't do anything wrong. He's just like, he just mistook me for something. Oh. <laughs> and, and then and the teacher was like. <laughs> like, he looked at me like, okay. <laughs> like, so he separated us too, but he had a word with it. And then he kind of walked out crying. I was like, oh, what's going on? And, and then she was like, oh, you're right. And then I hope that didn't offend you. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> and then all the time, my best friend is like, you're an idiot. Like, <laughs> well, he, he's, he's always been like more weak than me. He's always been more work than me. Yeah. He's been like Sim. He's very aware. Sim, you're he's, pretty work. He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, always, he's always like, told me all the stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, damn. <laughs> like when I was a kid, I didn't even realize. Was there a lot of incidents like, for you? Uh, like there and then in private school, yeah, because like really only few. Like there wasn't a lot of Nepalese in private school, obviously. <laughs> it seems so, so, yeah. When all the Nepalese sort of like stick together. But I think um, uh, a lot of like, you know, you have like that high, that school culture where mm-hmm. the athletes are really light. Then you were and an athlete. I, I wasn't. I said, but a lot of Nepalese would tend to be that. Uh-huh. Like, any like most Nepalese boys that went to, like, uh, to went to private school, they'd always been like. I think even in normal school, any sports scene, they'd usually been like top tier. Mm-hmm. They'd be like one of the best players because it's naturally athletic. And then so they were like because of that, and then that sort of like gave the stereotype of them being cool and then being athletic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I wasn't. I was. 
complete loser. <laughs> so, no, I was it's like the same that. for me. I was gonna say all my all my friends yeah. play basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. And then my story, I still went to the library to play chess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was the same. Well, I, I've always felt that as well. You can't really, we can't really fit into like the. We can't feel. We're kind of like in this world divided, or like pulled apart by yeah. two worlds. Not pulled apart, pushed away in a way. So. You can't get accepted by obviously the uh, in a way you can't get accepted from the British community because you're always gonna be like different. Yeah. And then you, you can't be accepted by the Nepali like the pure Nepalese community because. So do you, you still? You were born in Britain and you grew up in Britain, so there's always still, that gap. Yeah. Do you like associate Britain with white? Do you still think that uh, like? I guess it depends. Being British means you have to be white. I don't think. Um, For me, yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, when you come to London. You see British, like London, like London, and mm. let's say we use London as a nationality. You see it completely different to if mm. you go to, say, like Bristol, mm-hmm. if you go to York. Mm. Yeah. So I guess it depends on that. There's, there's a lot of race people in Bristol. Yeah, I mean, I went to go visit a friend. That's what I mean, like. And just go, we just went to Mackey's and then yeah. the people just give you the eye, innit? Yeah. That, that eye that you when, you, when you think British, like, and then you think of like people from Bristol, Wales. Scotland, you know, and then, uh, or like York or Liverpool, Manchester. But when you think Londoner, you think that's like minorities, don't you? If you think of, well, I, I don't think know of diversity. Think of, I don't know if you think about it. Like, yeah. You think more diverse. You don't just think yeah. white people. You think brown people. You think black people. You think yellow people. You think all. I guess there's that, but I guess in a way, at the end of the day, yeah, it's like in any other country. Though. Yeah. If you think German, you think you know. The Anglo German. If you go to, if you go to uh, Italy, think of Italians. Yeah. So, if like race is a large part of British identity, then and like what you feel like separates you from that. What, what separates you from your Nepalese identity? Is it like purely a language? No, it's and not, like a cultural. Not language. It's more like upbringing. Like so, uh-huh. we. I feel like Nepalese uncles and like aunties and stuff. Yeah. They look at us like we're weaker. Really? Yeah. Softer. Yeah. I mean, we are. We are. Taking, softer. We are softer. <laughs> like, there's no denying. We didn't it's, have. Yeah, so they don't have like their yeah. rough child. We had a different kind of struggle. Yeah. Obviously, we you should be in we, a new place. We have to. We struggle as well because like what the whole like. Well, but they they <laughs> like, don't understand it. That that's yeah, the thing. It's a different kind of struggle. This is more like in a way more real. more like hardcore. Yeah, yeah. hardcore. Us is more psychological and social yeah. struggle. I mean, yes, they have social struggles as well, I'm pretty sure, but there's more like, just like pure, you know, pure, like stripped down, hard, like original mm-hmm. <laughs> hardship, you know, that you see like in movies of people working hard like, in the yeah. mines and that kind of stuff. I think there's a generation thing as well, like, if you think, think about like the, the 60s, 80s, you know, mine, coal miners and all that, mm-hmm. and factory workers and the industry where people used to work in like proper industries and all that, before everything was... Like um, yeah, everything was mechanized. Mm-hmm. They were they seem more hardcore. Mm-hmm. Now everything's like in the office. Yeah. Da, 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 and then we seem more soft. I guess in a way we are, but we're more maybe. I think I don't want to say we're more intelligent. I guess we're more uh, more aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like we're more more aware, more open minded. Mm-hmm. You could. That's a, that's a generation thing. And so, it's a generational gap. Is it, is it, you compensate for that yeah. by being more aware and stuff. Well, I guess we can't, like, we're aware that we can't fit in, but we can try and, like, 
yeah. you know, do something about it. So like, I try to learn about like nipple as much as I can. I try yeah. to go back if I can. So that, and is that like um, part of you trying to like find a place for yourself, or is it yeah. about you trying to find a I part think, of yourself, yeah, like I a think, place or a part? I guess I'm yeah, kind of what I'm asking. Because like, I'm a big believer in to move forward. You sometimes have to go back, you mm-hmm. know? and then that's basically go like you go. You got to learn about your roots sometimes. It's really, it's really nice. It's really like eye-opening. It's humbling as well. So, you know, so it's because it's of him I want to go back to Nepal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah like, it's really good. Just go back to your village, you know. Yeah, I want to. Nepalese, even though we weren't born in Nepal. Yeah. I don't even have the nationality. <laughs> you should have gotten your dad to lie for you. You should have. No, that's what, no, every, you kind of have to, like, if, yeah. if, you're, if your kid is, like, grew up in the UK, yeah. like, there's, no, there's nothing else yeah. you can do if you want to go but I, th- I feel like that's, I think the reason the Nepalese government doesn't like, I don't think they like Gorhaga, do they? They're not like keen on the thing. A lot of Nepalese, like Nepal isn't keen on the Gurkha thing. But it's... Because they're, they're seen as mercenaries. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, and a it lot is of kind of So wait, if the Gurkha thing's like a big honour for someone to get chosen, it's, it's is it the civilians who don't like being, or the Gurkhas, or is it the government who don't like the Gurkhas? It's the government and, the, and like just... The, people in general really the only one the ones you normally like is like it depends on your fam- caste with your clan basically really yeah so like, original Gurkhas is a lot of Rylingu Gurung uh-huh. Mongols yeah. uh-huh. within Mongols there's a lot like the Pun yeah. Akbar, Rana and Ali and then there's, there used to be those families and those so a lot of those like they're like yeah go for it and then but not every single one of those Hands obviously, mm-hmm. a lot of Gurung Mongols they don't like it either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know I haven't, I haven't met any like uncle auntie that doesn't like it like this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm just by, I'm just surrounded like, by all like ninety nine point nine percent of them like, in favor. But they always obviously they don't really want to. Yeah. And but I think those people are more aware. They're less uh, narrow minded. Mm-hmm. They kind of they can see like the. The ethical like, yeah. sort of like, implications that aren't good about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they that's that's what they they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, it's still like Nepal is like such a fucked up country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they can't do anything there. Yeah, and that's like, having opportunity to Yeah, like, it's, it's still like uh, my dad. Like he was sure he, he wasn't gonna join the army. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do it because he was quite he was quite different from his mates. Like a lot of his mates wanted to play. All of his father, his older eldest brother joined the army, mm-hmm. he joined infantry. And my dad just wanted to like get an education in Nepal and work mm-hmm. in Nepal mm-hmm. like, for, and just like help the country, like, just mm-hmm. work for the country, for his country. And then he was like in college, I think. He, he, so from our village, he migrated all the way to uh, Kathmandu, which is the capital. Mm-hmm. So it's like me coming to London to study. <laughs> it's similar like narrative, <laughs> if you think about it. He just, and he was like studying, he was a part-time working in a hotel. And then his best mate, who wanted to really wanted to join the obviously young, he's like, Oh, why don't you come over? They're doing a selection, you know, might as well you you got your own break and my dad was like, Oh, why not? And he got in and then got in. And he just saw it as an opportunity, that's all. Yeah. He never like wanted to join the army. But like, none like, he told me like his family members, none of like all the others, none of them believed him. Because he was always like a bit of a rebel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he always tells that like, like, really smugly. <laughs> so like, oh my god. And that's the shoes coming back in. It's a bit loud, but Asim's telling a great story about his cousin, so I'll leave it in. Stop gassing this up. 
You know, I'm my cousin. Yeah. He's like 20 right now. Yeah. And he wanted to join the workers. Yeah. And in the pool, like, you know, it was like to his parents, I, I want to play. Yeah. yeah. I want to do it. Yeah. But his parents, like, were like, you know, don't, no, no, no. Why? Like, they're like really not protected, but, yeah. you know, like, we don't, they don't want their sons to, like, Go to fight. Right. Like, yeah. And then my uncle was like, but he was like really persistent. So my uncle was like, um, all right, I'll let you try once, but if you fail, that's it. And he got in. Thinking, you know, yeah. It's always good because there's like thousands and it's only like two hundred. Yeah. And then he got in. <laughs> 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 that's it. It's quite. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's a weird culture. It's a weird society. It's such yeah. a niche. It's like, I think it's the most niche society out of all, like out of all communities. What? I feel like it's one of the most niche societies. What, Gurkhas or like Nepalese? Nepalese, like British, Nepalese society. Well, I feel like it's a very interesting relationship. It's because, like, we're like, we're Nepalese. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, some other, like. Like, like we're Nepalese. Mm-hmm. But, like, the whole of, like, most British people respect us because of the whole Gurkha thing. Uh, so it's like a really good respect really, for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's only the ones that realize. Yeah, that I feel like you guys are very like limited though in yeah. terms of like since so you know what I talked before about connections. Yeah, right? yeah that's and true. so like you also don't get a lot of experience in terms of like what else can I do? Because yeah. like Nepalese parents when they when they tell their kids to study, they tell yeah. them they know very little in terms of what to study for. Yeah. Versus, and I'm not. Not like slightly racially, but like white people or like other mm-hmm. people will be like, yeah, I have a friend who's a doctor. I have a friend who's a lawyer. I have a mm-hmm. friend in this thing. I have a friend in business. Mm-hmm. I know all these people, and so therefore, yeah. if you're interested in any of these fields, like, ask questions about them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if you yeah. were to ask questions to your your friend's parents, yeah. oh, what did your dad do? Same thing as my dad. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, and so like you guys are yeah. limited in that way, so you guys don't know like what opportunities out there really yeah. exist mm-hmm. like and that you can pursue and stuff like that like sure, yeah. for her like you say your grandfather was like an acting director or yeah. yeah and you won't ever find that in your like society you know yeah like so, yeah. something niche like that but like and yeah. so therefore it's also like you're never gonna succeed with that or at least yeah. in mine it's like you can try and follow a, like an artistic passion or something mm-hmm. but yeah, like, yeah, exactly. keep it a hobby yeah. like you came now like executive manager at this like mm-hmm. government office and then like that's your separate life kind of like you get so many perks in terms of like mm-hmm. car like house like uh, personal assistance and like mm-hmm. money and stuff like that so it's like like that is very common throughout all of Asia in the government is mm-hmm. like as long as you pass a test which means you have the skills you get the job but then like here in the U- in the US it's more like you need to also like if you, if you have like people skills and stuff like that yeah, like, and you yeah. like you can definitely like do a lot more mm-hmm. but yeah and like that it's like the Nepalese like parents not understanding that and therefore like put pushing their kids to like because at focus least here academics. yeah focus on academics mm-hmm. but maybe like if they were to focus on something else and like mm-hmm. they were really good at that something else mm-hmm. like that would they would flourish much better and they would be much mm-hmm. stronger like mentally and more self-confident and stuff like that versus like the broken almost people you see here who like their parents like 
you just they just repeat the their parents just repeat the same thing because that's mm-hmm. all they know is this is how you get success is by passing tests mm-hmm. and then like they are not good at passing tests well they may be good at really good at other things mm-hmm. but therefore like there's just like this they're cycle never given the yeah. chance to yeah. Try. Never, yeah. Yeah. yeah and so therefore like they end up becoming like they they never end up achieving their full potential yeah. of what they could be. Mm-hmm. And do you think that that's like? Do you think there's more pressure put on boys for that sort of thing, like being like successful financially? I don't think so. It's more like equal now. Yeah. Yeah. I think for, if you fail, you got like different chances. If you're a boy, uh, if you're a boy and you don't get into uni, you join your mom's like your parents will like, join, join the army. Join the army. Yeah. If you're a girl, we'll arrange marriage. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's that's like a joke. that's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. Wait, is it a joke or not? It's not a joke. It's like, so it's like it's like a dark joke. It's like yeah. kind of true and kind of not. The difference <laughs> is like what happens to you if you don't pass all the tests and go to uni I think yeah I think there is a similar standard like mm-hmm. you, whether you're a boy or a girl mm-hmm. you have to like be good at education and right. succeed in education mm-hmm. however it's like when you don't pass there's definitely a different standard consequences like, yeah yeah so is arranged marriage still like widely practiced I don't know not as widely mm-hmm. as in the book but it's, it's still in and Nepal, it's practice. Though. Even here, it's here, sometimes. Nepalese yeah, parents still trying. Yeah, yeah like definitely. My, luckily, my parents haven't. Your parents haven't Didn't started even signing my up for. Tell me, I'll tell them no. Yeah. You'll say no. No. Yeah, obviously I'll say no. Like, uh, I mean, it's already awkward enough. Like, I don't. Even <laughs> more awkward if I had to get arranged to go on. Like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. But have you guys like noticed like the generational differences like in Nepalese? Mm kids because mm-hmm. I've noticed it a lot like the older because, generation and then us and then the, mm-hmm. you know, there's such a big difference the, who's just like 10 years. Years. what's the younger generation from you how old are they they're like our kids no I'm joking they're like <laughs> they're like the Bible in these yeah, I don't know they're like they're way more western I was really saying, to a point I, saying, I don't even think that they're please I, I was saying we're, we're, we're like pre-2000 because we were born yeah, pre-2000 actually. I think yeah. post-2001 or two. Right. Like they're, they're, like the younger people, they yeah. don't learn the Nepalese culture. Do you think that like that, like the they're increase more, in media, like plays a yeah. part in that? You know, that like they're more able to be like really like quickly westernized because they're so yeah. immersed. I think they're more. Like, they. I think they don't feel like they're different from let's say, the like, because like the black British, mm-hmm. Indian British, Chinese British, they have like fourth, third, like generation immigrants. Mm-hmm. So they're already sort of integrated. They they don't feel like. Mm-hmm. They, they might a little bit, but it's not to the extent that we do, because we're just literally second generation. Mm-hmm. I feel like me and you are like, we're literally yeah. half, yeah. Nepalese half. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, like full on. I feel like the generation below us, mm-hmm. it's like, more British. They're like three quarters British, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the generation. I feel so bad for the generation, yeah. Yeah. like, yeah, that, like, our dies, I feel bad yeah. for them. Because like, like, the lowest of dies, yeah, like the older generation, yeah. mm-hmm. like the one, the my school. Yeah. It was a really fucked up school, and yeah. when all the dice came, yeah. they was like, because they this came fresh off Nepal, like, yeah. they didn't From understand the society, they didn't understand anything. Yeah. There was just like fights, yeah. full on. It was just like really bad, mm. and now there's no, just, one, like, no one to guide them. Mm-hmm. It's just like smoke alcohol, drink drugs. Yeah. Like, mm. It's just a fucked up generation. It's, like, it's literally old shop. Yeah, I I live near an area that's full mm-hmm. of old shop. That's the one. 
It's really, it used to be really rough. It's gone a lot better now. Mm-hmm. But even when we go play basketball, because we play quite late, we play mm-hmm. like until like 11 p.m. <laughs> yeah. And that's when all like the, the dice come to deal. Like, what is, what what word are you saying? Die. Die is a big brother. Older brother. Older brother. What's bi? Bi is younger. Okay. You say die out of respect. Like I feel like, we're the younger generation don't call me that. Yeah, we're the last generation to use that phrase. Mama Tama. Mama Tama just be saying his uncle auntie. And then, but then, the younger generation, there's like, like, my little yeah, sister never yeah. called me like that. Like, like, really? When she like now she never calls me that. <laughs> but when she was like a, more like babyish, she uh-huh. she'd only say it to, like to get a favor or something. Yeah. <laughs> but not other than that. And then, do you know what's the sad thing? Like, okay, so we said like the generation, like the yeah. the, the younger generation, they're like three quarters, and then that means our kids will be like four fifth, British, and a fifth. Um, Nepalese. Mm. Like my parents were saying, like that'd be a really good thing. Mm. I mean, it's sad but true as well. Mm. Like, How do you think you would raise your kids? They would feel indifferent. Huh? In terms of like that identity. Yeah. Try and keep them fifty-fifty. I think that's like the perfect balance. Mm-hmm. I guess we're like I'm not saying we're perfect. We're far from perfect. <laughs> like it's probably good mix. Like, good it's mix. Like, yeah. It's a good mix of struggle and a good mix of yeah. also good uh, benefits from seeing both perspectives yeah. of the world. And I feel like as you go down the generations, it's going to be less of seeing the birth yeah. perspectives. It's yeah. going to be more acute. It's going to be more one-sided. Yeah. But there are like some bodies that I know. Literally, might as be white. Like, <laughs> yeah. They don't know nothing about other people. They don't know nothing. The same with me. Like, oh, I see them. So like, yeah, same. I mean, like I, I, just, I mean, I'm happy for them. Like as long as they're like happy. Yeah. I guess Do you, you know, I think they're like missing something. But I feel like they're yeah, they're gonna be. Like, I feel bad for them at the same time. I think one thing like that we like just to defend like the people on here that we're bashing is like yeah. they're still young yeah, yeah. and like sure. they're still mature so like we're able to say this with the perspective and I'm not saying we're mature and old mm-hmm. and sagey but like yeah. we at least have like we have the consciousness enough to like look over and reflect over our life and like be able to come to conclusions they're at their like brains are and like their minds are at that like stage where they don't they can't think like that Mm -hmm. they can't like think past like whatever they see is Mm -hmm. true you know like in stuff like superficiality or stuff like Mm -hmm. reflection doesn't isn't necessarily in their vocabulary so Mm -hmm. like once and i've read this somewhere but like a lot of at least asian americans when they go to college they try and find their roots because around 18 19 like that's when your mind also starts like thinking about who you are and going into college which is a very like shocking experience in terms of going away from home trying to find a completely new group of friends it makes you really question what your identity is Mm -hmm. and at that point whether they were white they felt white their whole life or like they didn't think they were any different from their white friends Mm -hmm. when you like go there and then you realize like oh shit yeah I remember like I have a small memory of like eating like rice like every mm-hmm. day or like yeah. eating momo and really enjoying it so that's what like they're gonna reach mm-hmm. out and try and connect over with like the new friends that they made mm-hmm. and it's very common in u.s uh colleges for like asian americans to go to college and be like what what, what is my culture like and mm-hmm. that's when they really try and like find out like and i don't know like here too like i see it with like this, I guess, my generation, mm-hmm. if we were to call it that, like, 
the 18 to, or just not the, yeah, uh, yeah, like 19 to 25 ish, mm-hmm. is there the people who like want us know like more about Nepal? They want to go back to Nepal and experience it with an adult perspective because yeah. when they went to Nepal as a kid, they didn't give a shit, you know, mm-hmm. like at least no. I didn't give a shit. Exactly. So, like it was just like it's Nepal, you know. Yeah. Like oh, okay, you just in a way you kind of like resented it, like, right? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Don't 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 the, no Wi-Fi and all that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, but then now like you think about it, it's like oh shit, Nepal has such a deep history. It has such yeah. rich culture, such great natural like mm. nature and stuff like that that I can enjoy. And so I think like that's something we're not giving them credit for. It's like let's that's wait true. for them to grow up before we pass a judgment onto them. Because yeah. that that's actually like spot to memory. Like yeah, when I was a kid, like. And I think, low-key, I wanted to be, like, British. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted, I used to, like, sort of, wanted to neglect my Nepalese sort of side. Mm-hmm. And then, as a kid, especially when I first went to private school, because mm-hmm. right. it was, like, obviously all British kids right. from middle-class, so right. back, middle-upper-class backgrounds. And then, there was obviously Nepalese kids there. But I, I was such a dickhead. I tried, I'd, like, neglect them. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, re- like childhood friends as well. <laughs> and then, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to try and, like, I was. I thought I was doing good. I thought I was doing the right thing, trying to like by neglecting them and trying to like uh, sort of like yeah. blend into the society. And then, imagine. and then I was yeah. And I was just like at the time, I, I felt like I was so right. Mm-hmm. And the whole that's why all my friends hated me then, and they, I I would have hated me as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm all right. They should have hated me. And then but you were just as, a kid. Yeah. As I grew older, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then. I had to like rebuild everything and like sort of like re-question everything and when I went back to Nepal uh, I was like 17 and uh, no I was 16 when I went back to Nepal and I like with like a more developed sort of mindset and I was like oh my god like you know mm-hmm. you gotta like, respect your roots you gotta and then well then, then neglecting my like childhood friends that was really bad because I think that was because well, when I was growing up there was time when I had no Nepalese friend I mean I only had like British friends mm-hmm. I only grew up with British so like when I started having every friend, I was like, well, like, I felt weird around them and all that. I think that's uh, that was one of the reasons why, which is not the reason at all. Mm-hmm. By the way. <laughs> so, um, but then and then I had to like obviously I had to like I had to be like, I'm sorry, I was a dickhead, and then uh, everything. So slowly built up uh, every friend, and then now I'm like really thankful like for my mm-hmm. like, my roots and everything, my background, being Nepalese, I'm like proud proud of it. And then, and then yeah that's so true as I got older and then after I was 16 so I went to Nepal and I was like I was amazed oh it's my country mm-hmm. more, uh, I appreciated everything more and then I went back when I was 17 on my own and then just, I just went travelling around and then when I was 18 I went again <laughs> more travelling and just like trying to like learn as much as I can mm-hmm. and you just appreciate it so much yeah so that's, that's so true like when you, as you get older yeah like, I was a I'm basically an example of that younger generation <laughs> like you know the bad but hopefully you know yeah, yeah. they they will learn. I guess it's also our responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. But with my kids, I will definitely. I give them like, I guess like have patience as yeah. an older generation to like wait for them to come to you and say like, yeah. oh, I want to learn about like what what I missed out on, like yeah. what what it is that like makes me Nepali, like yeah, because right now they don't realize that they're like. Yeah. They have that something special. They think mm-hmm. they might think it's a baggage that they're carrying, yeah. when really it's a special gift that they're carrying in being yeah. from a different culture. Yeah, yeah. Right, and you just wait for them. They'll come to you, and then you're like, yeah, yeah, I knew you were coming. And so then you tell them, <laughs> and you become that guiding light. Yeah, you see, in, you just, you see in every kind of culture. Yeah. I think I think 
a conclusion that we can, and I will draw on historical evidence for this is the extremely large um, celebration that happens on St. Patrick's Day in America versus mm-hmm. like almost even in Ireland mm-hmm. and this can be like almost boiled down to the fact that like when you go to a different culture right you have to assimilate into that culture but you also have to maintain your identity in that culture we as the Nepal like Nepalese British and Nepalese Americans right we are like the first generation that are gonna have to that's gonna have to deal with the same thing that Irish people Italian people French people Spanish people they all dealt with and when they like transferred over to America mm-hmm. right and like they had to there's that existing culture that they have to assimilate into and be part of while also maintain their culture and so therefore that really helps in terms of bringing some like things like stick out such as like St. Patrick's Day like this is my holiday my ancestors celebrated this one I'm going to celebrate like crazy because it's very important versus other things like changing your name so that it sounds easier Mm. for everybody else to understand so Mm. something like for Irish people it's like O'Shea or like O'Shea Honesty or something right they shorten it or they like change the words completely or not Mm. completely but like they make it so like oh yeah that's more like Protestant that's more like it's it's easier to say it's, yeah. it goes off the tongue better yeah. so like Nepalese people probably gonna have that in terms yeah. of like the next generation you might give your kids names like um like Oscar. Christian names <laughs> Christian Oscar. names right <laughs> or like names that, that like and the only reason for it might just be your kid won't get bullied in school for your for ha- for having like mm. a different name, yeah. but at the same time, like you're also gonna be like I'm definitely keeping this one tradition alive, mm. whether it be like, Dose, which yeah. is a really big festival. So like, yeah. it, it might like you know like even like seep into like other cultures. Like no matter what, don't forget this. Yeah. And so I think like tradition isn't what you were would you learn from your parents. It's not like. So a set of rules to pass down I don't think that's what it should be I think tradition should be once you're an adult and once you have the responsibility to pass it pass down like rituals and rights to the next generation yeah. you evaluate what is right and what is wrong you say this new like the society I grew up in taught me these things and what I think is that out of the things that it taught me certain things are right and certain things are wrong such so as Arranged marriages, like, I don't agree with them. Like, mm. I can see why it's done, but, like, yeah. I, if I don't agree with them, then I'm going to not pass that down. However, mm. other things, such as, like, showing respect for family and having that extremely deep bond to your family yeah. in terms of having extended families live in one household, yeah. that might be something I want to carry on to the next generation. Yeah. So I think that is, like, so for me, tradition is you evaluate what you have learned and what you've been taught and then pass it down, not necessarily just parrot what you have learned and what you've yeah. been told to pass down. Mm-hmm. Damn. Awesome. Woo! Thank you guys so much. This was so nice. That evaluation bit, that was Thank you. Thanks for joining us at the table. We hope to see you next time. <laughs>